This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they go for players they've seen in the flesh, or will they rely on reputation? Let's find out. Our guest today is a much-loved TV presenter and radio DJ. She's been a familiar voice on radio for years and has presented Top of the Pops, as well as coverage of numerous festivals such as Reading, Glastonbury and Tea in the Park. It is, of course, the wonderful Edith Bowman. Edith, welcome to the show. Our first question to you is, who do you support and why? My team is Man United and it is my wonderful father's foe, uh, Sandy Bowman. Um, and Fergie's actually as well. I blame Fergie. Um, because, uh, well, my dad always was, my dad's always been a massive football fan. He was, at one point, he could have been a player. Um, he was a really good player and he had a trial for hearts. Um, H-E-A-R-T-S, hearts Nagodian. And then, <laughs> He, uh, my granddad wouldn't let him go because he was really poorly. Um, and so my dad kind of, I think it was his one one chance, but he's always been a massive fan. And when I was little, we used to just kind of, it wasn't about supporting a team really it, for the way that he introduced me to football. It was more about just supporting the game and going to games. So we'd go to Bayview and watch East Fife and uh, Starks Park and watch Wraith Rovers. And it was almost like, um, I always remember the, the, the pies and the bovro were almost like at one point like I was felt like I was doing a kind of uh, a, almost like a holiday show type sort of review of all the pies and bovro around Scottish clubs because we <laughs> go everywhere um, and then we started going up to Pataudry because Fergie when he was manager at Aberdeen um, just before they won the Scottish Cup um, against Hearts, actually, my dad was bittersweet for my dad. Um, he brought the team down when they won the cup to stay at um, this little hotel that my family ran, and um, my mum and dad kind of became really good friends with Alec and Kathy after that, and they'd come down a lot, and we'd go down to Manchester. Well, we'd go up to Aberdeen first of all, and then so we started going up to Petodre a lot. It was a good, and it's you know we talk about dedication. It was a good two-hour drive from us on the yeah, east coast down in Anstruther up to Aberdeen. Yeah. Particularly the roads back then, they were brutal. There's always a little chef we'd stop at for some tomato soup on the way up as well. It's hilarious. Review that as um, well, of course. Yes, good. Here yes. we go. Oh, two there's stars. Always, there's always got to be food associated. <laughs> what happens when you grow up in a hotel? You see, it's like yeah, but um, but yeah, that was the kind of start of my journey. And then when Fergie moved down to um. 
to um, Manchester. I remember we all cried. Well, not my dad, but me and my brother were like cried because we were like, no. Um, and then we started going to Old Trafford. You know, we saw the bad times before the good times yeah, came. Yeah. Yeah. So, not not um, bad compensation, really, was it, Old Trafford, I suppose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, but it was, I remember being about 13 or 14 and going for the first time. I can't remember the match. My memory's terrible. But I just remember the, the kind of emotional and kind of physical reaction I had to being in that stadium. Mm. I mean, I'd been to Hamden and I'd been to um, Ibrox and stuff. You know, I'd been to the big stadiums in Scotland, but I'd never, but there was something about Old Trafford that there was, God, the hairs on my arms are standing up thinking about it. Mm. There was something really physical about that, that crowd and that experience and how loud they were. And so I was kind of hooked. And so we drive down midweek from Scotland to a match and drive home the same wow. night. And yeah. God, I must have been going Men's back. That's, that's, that is commitment. Yeah. Fair play. Do you remember the actual yeah. first match you went to, Edith? Do you remember what it was? I think it was an East Fife match. Was you know, um, brilliant. Well, they were only about fifteen minutes along the road. Bayview was only fifteen minutes along the road from us. Um, and my dad was always like, it was really interesting because the way that they worked when I was a kid, you know, they worked in the hotel industry, so it was. It was pretty brutal and they didn't have like, you know, it was not nine to five. So mum and dad worked so much, but they always tended to have a Monday and a Tuesday off. And so there was normally a midweek game on a Tuesday night. And so dad would normally kind of scoop us up and take us to, you know, whatever match was closest and on. Um, and I remember, I do remember freezing, stood uh, um, leaning on one of those barriers like that, you know, like with my chin on my hands, kind of watching this match with like 45 layers on. But <laughs> doing that thing of breathing into the bovril to get the heat back on my yes. face. <laughs> kind of like, my dad would never go early to get like, you know, halftime refreshments. You'd always have to wait till the whistle went as well. Hmm. Um, so going and getting, queuing up to get that pie. And just, I mean, it's that kind of thing of like, the taste of it being really, I don't know, heightened because you are so cold and because it was like oh this is just brilliant it's warming me up from the inside out yes. sort of thing just try and get get past the not only the pies but the liquid pies which is basically what bovril is anyway yeah. Yeah. do you recall who your favorite player was from because obviously you saw a lot of footballers yeah. when you was a young kid do you remember having a favorite yeah i remember um i remember mom and dad when um it was the what was the World Cup, uh, Argentina World Cup? Was 78. that 78? Yeah. yeah. So I'd have been four. Yeah. And I remember, I've still got the poster of the Scottish team signed because uh, my mum and dad were on holiday. We went to, I think we were in a place called Callender where my granddad used to have a wee caravan. And um, the the Scottish team were sta staying close by at Creef Hydro in kind of preparation for, you know, on the march for Ali's army. And um we went, to, we went to sort of see if we could see the team training and stuff. And I've got this poster signed by the, the entire team. And Kenny Dalgleish, it was, you know, he was just this kind of amazing, he was so young at the time, mm. but it was kind of like, um, that was, he was a big sort of, you know, it was a bit of an idol kind of growing up as well. But then when I was properly into football, it was Cantona. Oh, yeah. Cantona. Uh. I've got my collar up already and sort of almost <laughs> it goes up by, it's, it, it sort of gravitates upwards doesn't it so just just by saying his name it's like magic yeah yeah, he's, he's, yeah he's, he was someone else he's iconic pitch. for United fans isn't he there's no doubt he always, yeah. he's always it, sort of he's, he's I think he was he, he's up there with Best and probably Duncan Edwards as the greatest always voted the greatest United player of all time and when you think about the hard work that Ferguson had to put into a lot of so shall we say colourful characters yeah. at the Absolutely. football club the fact Absolutely. that that worked is it, arguably amazing in a weird way, isn't it? 
Yeah, and I think that that's the thing that, I mean, Alec did that going back to Aberdeen as well. I remember him telling us this brilliant story about, um, it was it was one of his players that was that was also like into motorbikes. It might have been Jim Layton, you know, uh, anyway, that he'd apparently come in to, to see the, the gaffer and said that he was off to go to the TT races and Fergie's like over my dead body kind of thing. And it was kind of like, you know, he was he was more than just a boss sort of thing. He was a real, you know, and I saw, you know, I was really good friends with with Darren and Jason, his sons, twins, and Darren obviously played for United for a while as well. And so I kind of was like, I don't know, they felt like family in a way. And I watched like Beckham and all that lot kind of grow up through United and really see the kind of the nurturing and the sort of the fatherly figureness mm. that he was he was, you know, he was hard, but he was fair because he expected the same back from them. Mm. Um, and I think that, um, you know, he didn't he didn't suffer fools as well. But I find it really funny because people kind of have a, a kind of quite a, a strong opinion about what Fergie's like through how he's portrayed in the press and all that kind of thing as well. But he's the the kindest, loyalist person you'll you'll ever meet, and such a fun person to be around. I bet he is. And. Yeah. I think that it's interesting when you when I, when I was thinking about talking today as well. It's like you you look back and you look at how long Fergie was given when he started at United to to nurture his team and his vision True. and how he wanted his game to play, and he was given time. You know, he like he it wasn't a case of him rock up and he had success straight away. It took time, mm. but you'd never be given that time now. No, no, no one would be given that time now to kind of build a team, build trust, work out. You know. Get find their feet, get their feet under the table, all that. No one would be given that opportunity now, which is such a shame. We saw, we've seen the fallout so at United itself, yeah, it's haven't we? So long. And what, I think, to trying to find his replacement. But I think with Ferguson as well, the few, what's happened with the few years since he's since he's retired from football, fans from all clubs. I was talking to interesting enough to Pete Hooten the other day at Liverpool, and if you say to him who's the best, certainly modern man and domestic manager, and probably the best of all time, everybody kind of says yeah. it's Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson. But you it? never acknowledge that during the time, of course. Not at the time. No, hell no, 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 because because you're still locked in but with what yeah. happens with hindsight is it's like you get that amazing respect you have for, old, for, yeah. for a great old warrior Definitely. which is what he was because he won so many titles as well year after year after year yeah. astonishing really yeah it's amazing yeah and it's kind of it's um, you know and I think as well just the the way that he handled all those you know kind of situations that were kind of thrown his way both on the pitch and off the pitch and all that kind of stuff as well. He's. Um, I, I love. I loved loved working with young people. That's what they always said about him. Well, you look at the teams that he kind of brought through and stuff, and it was all the kind of you know the the youth teams that that you know, and and that was such a big part of of when he got to the club of making sure and and making sure that that was the kind of grassroots and and where the where a real focus was and you know and his brother Martin was kind of a scout yeah. kind of going around and all that kind of thing as well so you know it almost like it took that amount of time for some of those youth players to kind of be ready for first team um, matches to allow him to get that kind of real backbone of the team that he wanted to to kind of play with really. There's a great um, clip. I don't know if you've seen it. You know when Portugal win the 2016 Euros? Yeah. They've received the yeah. trophy and they're coming down and they're coming past sort of the, the dignitaries and, and Sir Alex Ferguson is there. And they're walking past and Cristiano Ronaldo walks past and, and Fergie shouts to him, Chris! And it's brilliant. Ronaldo turns around with the trophy and goes, Gaffer! Yeah. And his kind of eyes light up. But it's wow. a lovely moment where you still can see the respect. Ronaldo's just won the European Championship and there's You, you kind of forget that arguably the greatest player in the world now and people will argue ever, perhaps. Yeah. 
defers yeah. to Alex Ferguson as being the gaffer. The gaffer. That's yeah, it. End, end a, of conversation. Isn't it's, a, it? it's just a beautiful moment. You can still That's see the, the affection between the both. Anyway, um, you yeah. touched you touched on it earlier on, Edith, about uh, match day rituals. Uh, the little chef and the cup of soup. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you remember what your match day rituals were with, uh, as as a kid, like sort of setting off or getting to getting to Aberdeen? What you kind of did before a game. Yeah, we had to get there early. We had to get there before kickoff so that we could watch the watch the kind of warm up, get the program, um, and almost like do a guess of who we thought was going to be on the team sheet. Um, <laughs> my cousin Lisa, who when she was old enough to drive, the two of us would just kind of go off to matches, um, and we'd kind of do we'd kind of compare notes sort of thing. We'd wait for the tannoy announcement, you know, and go yes, kind of thing. As <laughs> And it was always that weird thing of like the players that you wanted to be playing and the players that you knew should be playing. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, Heart overhead, it said, yes. <laughs> and there was one time I remember we went to, it was Petodrian, it was Aberdeen Rangers, and I can't remember what, I mean, and we'd never leave before the final whistle and stuff as well, but it was this one time that we needed to, I can't remember what it was, we had to get back for something. And as we were leaving the ground, you heard that amazing kind of like sort of wave yeah. of noise. Yeah. Um, and I think we missed like three goals. Wow. Absolutely <laughs> gutted. Yeah. And Aberdeen Rangers game as well. That was like big deal. Now we're going to assume that you don't get to, to games three hours before kickoff now to go through the, to go through your dream eleven. Do, what what, no. what do you do now when you go to a game? Well, I try. It's, I don't get to as many games as uh, as I would like to. My other half's an Arsenal fan, so oh when we were in so. London, I know. Um, don't I rib them about it all the good, time? Good, good, good. Um, and the kids are really funny because my dad's obviously trying to like push United on them, um, and and Tom's like, oh, here's an Arsenal strip for Christmas. So they've got this weird mix of like. Man United and Arsenal, and then there's a random Barcelona strip in there as well, and stuff. And then Tom's passing down all these old Arsenal strips to them, kind of like, Here, my son, have these kind of things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the handing over and from the father. Yeah, totally. Choir of Angels, so the lot, yeah. <laughs> so sweet. When my dad arrived last week, um, Spike, I was like, they were Spike was like, What time's granddad coming? I was like, They'll be here about half past 12. And so I was like, Look, go and get dressed and brush your teeth. And he came down in his United strip. Yeah, like, good, oh, man. good man. Little, good little, little moral victories like that, eh? Totally. <laughs> and we've taken the kids. We had a whole family day out, actually, at, um, at Old Trafford last season. So my brother works on the rigs. So he's, you know, trying to coordinate a trip to Scotland when he's home and the kids are on holiday. It's, it's pretty pretty full on but we managed to coordinate a trip where we all went to Manchester all of us so Fantastic. there was like my mum and dad my brother and his wife and his two kids me and Tom and so there was 10 of us we went to the match and it was it was so brilliant have you got a favorite piece of um, memorabilia or a memento Edith that you keep this 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 important or special to you I mean we've got loads of stuff dotted around the house actually we've got um uh, little signed uh strips that have been framed for the boys when they were born nice. from from Alec and stuff, which is which is brilliant. Um, but I've got um, I've got a really lovely picture actually that I got taken with uh, with Fergie with my dad and my brother, um, and it's when it's with one of the cups that he won. Uh, <laughs> Difficult to remember uh, which I should imagine, isn't it? I mean, there's so many to choose from, <laughs> but. Um, but I, I've got that, and then I've also got a lovely picture of me and my dad with Sir Bobby Charlton, who oh, nice. yeah. is one of the loveliest men um, 
kindest men in the world. Him and Norma, his wife, are just always so so kind of welcoming and they just always remember you and they, they're just, yeah, they're, they're lovely, lovely, lovely people. So they're just kind of really nice memories um, of things. And I've also got this hilarious video um, of when Fergie came to the hotel with um, Aberdeen that year, that first year that we met them. And my dad almost made this kind of like docu sort of diary thing of like the whole, you know, the team being there and it was, you know, it was Alec McLeish and um, Jim Layton and um, Willie Miller and all that lot and um, John Hewitt and it was an amazing collection of Brian Irvin, Brian Gunn um, and they, um, my dad's got this brilliant video and cut to like the end of the night and everybody's doing karaoke and there's just, um, I can't remember the song that Fergie's singing but it's, I think it might, it's a Beatles song really? and then Brian Gunn's singing um, I'm Nobody's Child and it's just, it's brilliant and oh, wow. I haven't watched I haven't watched it in ages, but um, yeah, it's a lovely thing to have. He's singing a Beatles song, yeah. Mark. I like him even more now. He, well, of course you do, I John. I loved yes. him anyway. Do you know, I've got I've got a quick Fergie story that I've about yeah. me. Oh, yeah. So in his autobiography, um, the night that um, Jock Steen died, bless him, uh, he was his assistant yeah. manager for Scotland, and yeah. I was in the crowd, and it was during the miners' strike. And he says that he's walking along with, with, with Jock and he passes some buckets, which are collections for the, for the NUM. And they're discussing the match and Jock throws £5 in and then says to Alex, come on, Alex, put your money in. And Alex Ferguson, obviously, he's a, he's a shop steward from yep. the Governor's Shipyards. He, of course, puts the money in and he's got these lads are uh, shaking the buckets. I was one of the lads shaking the buckets. No! Yeah. No! Yeah. Good oh, man, how about Johnny, that? That's an amazing story. Yeah. And he mentions it in the book. And years later, I seen him. I was with Alan McGee in the landmark in uh, Marlebone. And he was in there for the semi final of the Champions League against Arsenal. And he walked through with uh, Ronaldo Rooney. And he was at the front. Yes. He, he was definitely, you could see he was the boss. Leader. Then, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Leader of men. And, 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 and I says to Alan McGee, I said, This is Alex, Alex Ferguson. And he went, and I went, and I went, and I, went, and I told him the story quickly, and, and he was just walking through, the, and he was hanging around, and, and bless him, McGee says, go and tell him, he'll love that. Yeah. And by the time I'd plucked up the courage, he left. <laughs> the, the moment like, had yeah, passed, yeah. The moment yeah. passed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I wish now I'd gone up to him and go, I was one of the lads with the buckets that you mentioned in your autobiography. Oh, perfect, that would have yeah, been. Yeah, no. This is the Best Eleven podcast from Talk Sport. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Best 11 podcast from Talk Sport. So what's your best ever Manchester United kit, Edith? Probably that 94-95 red kit. Yeah. Um, which was like just, you know, it was when it was that... It was a, such a, a exciting kind of year as well, I think. And I don't know, it almost felt like me like it slightly represented that kind of George Best sort of era as well. It kind of... Um, Swagger, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was yeah, 94, 95 was a good, a good kit. Have you, got, have you got to, you've always got to wear that actually. kit with the collars up, do you think? Just yeah. because of because so, yeah. see, see, Bestie was, for me, I mean, one of, you know, it, there was the classic round collar one, but if yeah. you think about George Best slightly later on, it was with the little white V yeah. white and v, the yeah. white collar, wasn't it? So yeah. that's very much unite, a traditional United look, that, isn't it? Absolutely. So you look back on that old footage of, like, Best kind of, you know, sort of just weaving his way around that pitch and it almost looks like they they played with less players back then you know what I mean in terms of like it just felt like there was so much space and it was just like he was almost like dancing around that yeah. that that pitch sort of thing my dad was a massive George Best fan sort of thing and I almost kind of felt like that's what Cantona had as well and he seemed to find space he True. seemed to sort of enjoy he enjoyed the dance you know what I mean he enjoyed that kind of sort of yeah the sort of pirouettes around players and stuff like that so yeah, I guess there's a, there's a connection there as well with that. That's a great. It's interesting that those uh, mercurial players like Best. I mean, it took Busby to get the best few years out of him. Yeah. And Ferguson did the same with Cantona, didn't he? A player that was considered unmanageable by some people. Ferguson yeah. was the one that was able to get, and you know, and, and and again, a bit like Best by 27, 28, they were retired or gone, yes. but got those years, those those prime years Int- out of them. It was intense. Yeah. Their career wasn't it? Yeah. But, but man alive. When it was good, it was very, Absolutely. very good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's like the horse whisperer of football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true, isn't it? it? Is. It's a great, I remember... Uh, Blowing the, up Eric Cantner's nostrils. The great John Robertson, <laughs> the great John Robertson, uh, Martin O'Neill's assistant and double European Cup winner for Nottingham Forest. I remember him telling me once, he was big friends with, with Alex Ferguson, and he said to me, Fergie said, give me a great bit of advice once. He said, don't fall in love with them too much, or yeah. players. It's a great line. But he said, yeah. except Eric, I couldn't help myself really? with Eric. <laughs> what a line. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I couldn't help myself he's, he's with big, him. His schoolboy crush was yeah, Eric Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's the amazing story that uh, Lee Sharp says when he got sent off against Crystal Palace, didn't he? Have you heard yeah. that story? Yeah. And, um, no. and they're all, obviously, he's, 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 he's fighting with the crowd, isn't he? So he's gone. Yes. So apparently, Brian Robson and Steve Bruce go, this is it. So Lee Sharp says, you know, we're all waiting to see, and, and in that game, famously, Crystal Palace come back to 2 all. Yeah. So they're all going in now and they're expecting, and, and Eric's sitting there and Fergie properly rips into them and starts shouting, but about, about conceding two goals to Crystal Palace. Doesn't mention anything and he's probably going to leash up, Sharp, you're a disgrace, you weren't tracking back. Brucey, you were like my grandmother in the air, you're a disgrace. And he turns and he looks at Eric and he goes, Eric, what were you thinking, son? <laughs> <laughs> and he's booted somebody in the crowd, but he still yeah, yeah, yeah. couldn't bring himself to give him a round. I just thought that summed up their relationship. Little Gaelic shrug from uh, Eric, and it was all forgiven. All it's a, was forgiven. It's a beautiful thing in there, Ferguson and, and Canton are together. Like a, a beautiful match really made in heaven, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Never... It's it's interesting when I think back to that time when I started going to matches before Canton, I was there and stuff, and you know, Steve Bruce and Brian McClare and, and, and all that and it and just kind of oh, it was so great watching that football. Yeah. 
I, I, I tell you what, Brian McClare, great taste in music as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? He used to go to like Stone Roses concerts and all that at the time. Really? Late, late, yeah, the late 80s in Manchester. And of course, the greatest yeah. nickname, argue, of all, Chucky McClare. Yeah, Chucky which McClare. Is a, which, is, <laughs> which is great riffing on a name. I know that, it isn't is, it? It's really good, isn't it? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was his nickname. Still very popular in... Um, in Man United I mean if you do go there now I went there about two years ago what they do brilliantly at Manchester United is they've got loads of old players sort of just yeah. in all the, the suites and that so you walk around and you literally yeah. go oh there's Arthur Alberston oh there's Martin Buc-, you know, yeah. Buc- and it's just yeah. it's Stevie Coppel's over there it's brilliant the way they do it the way they get all the old players it gives the place a real atmosphere and I think. as well we know you haven't watched the United game until the camera pans onto the stadium to see Fergie's there yeah it's you know yeah. there, there isn't that, that match hasn't happened until you've had the Fergie shot <laughs> Chewing gum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, he wouldn't, he? I bet he wouldn't let anyone have chewing gum, but he had chewing yeah. gum, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so true. I mean, you've mentioned them earlier on, Aberdeen and East Fife. Have you got another team other than United that you've got a soft spot uh, for? Yeah, probably Aberdeen, actually. Yeah, um, fair enough. Same as Fergie. Uh, he still supported yeah. Aberdeen, didn't he? He always, always said, checked on the yeah, results. Yeah, I mean, he made, I think, you know, he had such a special time up there in terms of, you know, as a manager, but also just as a family as well, you know, and, and sort of the, the roots that they they kind of, um, they laid down up there as well. Um, yeah, it was, it was amazing ground as well. It was so cold. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is it on the, right be- it's on the beach front, it's isn't it? Pretty much on the beach. And he used to take, the, the, the team used to train like on the, the, uh, the sandy um, kind of mounds on the beach and stuff. Proper torture, like as the North Sea's kind of battering your face. Ouch. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, it's a it's a great ground. I haven't been to Aberdeen for years. It's, it's, um, it was a remarkable story what he did there as well because not only did he make it such the, an unlikely the best title, team in Scotland, yeah. but one of the best teams in, in Europe. Europe. Yeah, remarkable. I know, I know, and I think it's interesting. You know, it's like it doesn't. You don't have to be like, you know. I guess Leicester are a really good example of that as well yeah, in terms of shout, it doesn't yeah. all have to be about like you know the money and the you know all that kind of stuff it's like if you can build a team with trust and you know and that like i was saying earlier about that you know the idea of um of of really kind of respect and stuff as well then it, and when it works it can really work and it doesn't matter what the club is it's, I mean, the, people forget as well now they beat real madrid in the european yeah. cup on his cup final yeah. aberdeen Willie, Willie Miller, captain of that, of that time. That's right, yeah. Willie Miller. And of course, and, and it is, again, it's, it, it's, it's like Jockstein Celtic, isn't it? It's, it's, you've got two managers there who pick from a tiny pool of talent that's available to them. There's yeah. no money to spend. No. And yet, whatever it is that they've got, yeah. turn them into effectively well yeah. beaters if you're winning the European Cup, you know. A- absolutely. Yeah, it was him and Archie Knox, wasn't it? At that's the time? It. it was like, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and you look at that team as well, and so many of them were then, you know, were playing for Scotland as well, and and you know we we kind of were doing all right at that point. At least we were qualifying. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it kind of it has that knock on effect, doesn't it? When you, you know, when you are kind of given a real attention to, you know, and and also the players that he brought up through Aberdeen as well, you know, people like Brian Gunn and stuff. Yeah, and you had like Gordon Strachan there, didn't he? Eric Black, uh, Alec McLeish, yeah. great team looking back. You know, like yeah, a lot of players yeah. who, who played for Scotland as well. I was reading in his autobiography, do you know when he played in that final, do you know who the manager of Real Madrid was? No. It, was it was Alfred de Stefano. It was just, a, yeah. only, you know, the dynasty name. Yeah, yeah. and then and, and it's a great bit where Steen says to him, before he says to him, listen, do yourself a favour, I did the same thing in the European Cup final, give him a present before the game. 
it's as, no, if, it's... as if you're a fanboy. Yeah. And he said he, he, he it's proper like Godfather yeah. stuff. Isn't yeah. It? Isn't and it he though? said yeah. and he said but what he'll do is he, he'll kind of they'll underestimate it a little bit then, Alex. Ferguson, I did it, yeah. and they won the game. Him and, him and Steve I wonder what he gave him did I, he say what he gave him I think it was a, don't, I think it was I, I don't think I think it was a box of chocolates I'm not really? sure but I think it was I'm pretty sure it was. I can't remember, but I remember he, it was Steen told him to do it because Steen did the same thing, thing in the 60, 67 final. Like it. And they won the game, both won the game. Clever Scotsman. By, by the way, best you... football manager, isn't it? As the cliche goes, but it's true. You're listening to the Best 11 podcast from Talk Sport. We're on to uh, your best 11. Does it have to fulfill a, like, a proper format of a team? In Not terms at all. Of it is totally your team. Freestyle it. Your yeah. team. I mean, because it's it is really <coughs> blimmin' hard in terms of uh, coming up with it with my with my eleven. But I'm gonna have Schmeichel in goal. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I I also loved how um, Peter Schmeichel was. He obviously had a, an English coach helping him with his English with a Northern accent. Yes, and I love <laughs> amazing <laughs> accent. It's just I listened to him talk for hours. It was brilliant. It was just this indescribable accent. I've absolutely loved it's it. Perfect. It was so it, it was it was the Ann Mulby uh, learning yeah, school of learning English who talked like that, didn't yeah. he? It was like yeah, 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 exactly. he had a touch of that about him, didn't he? Uh, Schmeichel. He had, he had yeah. the mank in there somewhere. True. So Schmeichel is number one. That was that's pretty so much yeah. Schmeichel. And then I'm just literally going to list names here because I'm not following any format whatsoever. That's fine. Gigs. Yeah. Okay. Best. Gigs best. Yeah. Gigs and best. Uh, Robson. Yeah. Okay. We, we might be Steve. able to make this 4-4-2-ish yes, for we you. We're, this, we're having yeah. a go now. Go on. Yeah. Steve Bruce. Bruce, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Okay, got him back now. Ronaldo. Yeah. Very nice. Cantona. <laughs> okay, there's quite a forward <laughs> line. This is an attacking team. That's all right. Yeah, go on. <laughs> and I've got, got another one, Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what we're putting in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I might have to have a have a have a Neville in there. Okay, okay yeah, that's good because um, you, you've got a couple of defenders now, so th- th- things you, are looking up. Are you going Gary or, or Phil? I think I'm going Gary. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, and controversially, I'm going Roy Keane as well. Oof. Ooh. I mean, I know he's not. You know. Yeah, well, you'll have to talk to well, Bill about yes, that. I might not be getting a Christmas present this year. <laughs> <laughs> How many's that? I've lost count. One, two, three, ten, four, I think. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Um, oh, I could do with another like midfielder or something. Or defender. Or defender. Have we got, got a centre back like a Pallister or a, a Rio Ferdinand or, or a, a Vidic? Mashed, Vidic, rather. So, yeah. Irwin? Dennis Irwin? Dennis Irwin. I like Such him. Such a mild mannered kind of individual, wasn't he, as well? He was just like, just kind of got on with it. I think that's a really strong team because what you've got, what you've done, Edith, is you've got your two fullbacks, Irwin and Neville. Yeah. Then your centre halves, you could probably put either Keane in there that's... with with Bruce or you could play. You could actually put Brian Robson the Fer- centre half. Fergie would like it yeah. if we if if Edith makes Keane play at centre half. Yes, he would love that. Yes. he'd love that you did that. You'll do he's told because it's my team. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Keane centre half in. That's um, that. Who would you have? Would you have a captain? Who would be a captain of that team? Cantona. Cantona, that's great. Yeah, yes, he's a natural leader. What a leader. <laughs> What a leader! And a I manager, mean, Edith. And who's It's going to be. It's going to be. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, Jose Mourinho. Does that be your manager, David Moyes? Moyes. Come on, come on. <laughs> Do you know what? I might give. I might give. Um, well, should we give Fergie the deal? And we can have Busby as a manager. Busby. Oh, two, well two, played. Two great choices. Well played. Lovely thought. They could be like manager and assistant. There oh, you go. what a pair they would be together. Yes, that would be great. That's fantastic. The stars. The stars. <laughs> 
<laughs> no one's going to mess with them, are they? No, oh, they're not. Sorry. I just think Bowman go, striding into the dressing room, penning up the team sheet, and Keane's names in so the centre half. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant, Edith. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been, great it's been superb. Pleasure, guys. It's been the- really fun. It makes me want to go to match. The Best Eleven podcast from Talk Sport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.